and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, uh, Ryan Angley, joined, as always, by Todd McGowan. But today, we have a special uh, co-host, uh, Paul Eisenstein. Say hi, Todd and Paul. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> hey. Uh, so, I just want to introduce Paul really quickly. Paul, I did some research before our episode, and I found out that you are Todd's tallest friend. Did you know this? This might be true. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. a that's 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 a deep research, Ryan. It's a deep, deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> he was a two guard. No. I, I played the stretch four. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> that's awesome. But uh, no, more substantively, and not uh, like a jackass introduction for you. Uh, you and Todd uh, co-wrote a book, uh, Rupture, uh, an idea of which we talked about on a previous episode. That's true. Um, and uh, anyway, yeah, uh, today we are going to talk about uh, signifiers for the left. And I know that this is something I just want to kick it to the both of you. I know this is something that um, that the two of you have talked about. This is something that, that you and I have talked about, Todd. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, since this is this is a little bit different, I want to kick it to the both of you right yeah. now. For, yeah, so the, 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 yeah. it came up a little bit when we were talking about neoliberalism as a signifier. And that's our right. our split on that term, and then I think we have a split on. So your your insistence then, and I, I wonder if you've revised this idea, was that progressive mm-hmm. was a was a was a good signifier for the left. Like that was the that was what we should that should be our flag that we should yes, camp true, ourselves out under. Yeah. So yeah, have, you, have, have you since seen the light, or have you are you still uh, are you <laughs> yeah, still holding was- fast to that? I think I would say that I've seen the light because I, I was thinking about this last night when this was when we decided this was going to be our um, what we talked about in the podcast today. I I feel like it's a signifier without a signified progressive. I think progressive. That's the, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Um, and there's something I. Um, so this is something that's going to come up later on the podcast um, in the next few weeks. But the LAC conference, the Canadian psychoanalytic uh conferences this week and we're probably going to do some stuff uh there and as i was um uh like prepping for the talk that i'm going to give there i was reading this um this this article from 2017 that is ostensibly about how terrible the uh the trump white house is um but the first three paragraphs are spent um railing against bernie sanders wow for what yeah from what perspective from a progressive liberal perspective this is what the person this was an article in u.s news and i was i was like so that that's what progressive means well i mean i think it can i think the it's like what we talked about with master signifier it can mean too much and it doesn't seem to really uh, designate anything so i think that um uh yeah so i think i i think i have a a a problem with with that term it Uh, seems like one problem it seems like one problem with progressivism is that it, I think this is the challenge to come up with the signifier of the left, is how inclusive must it be? So you said yeah. it's a signifier without a signified, and you also said it can include sometimes too much. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I think the left sometimes tries to have a signifier that will include everything, lest it be guilty of excluding something. That's really nice, Paul. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if Sanders, like I remember the last time Sanders ran like, was he sufficiently anti-racist, for example? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. insofar, as, insofar as the signifier most closely aligned with Sanders is socialism, what mm-hmm. does that mean for the anti-racist 
for anti-racist uh, politics or anti-racist struggle. I think progressivism is, I wonder what you think about this if it's an attempt to try to not exclude anything. So then one gets a host of progressive causes, you know? Mm. That's an interesting well, no, idea. Yeah, go ahead, Ron. Yeah, no, that, I mean, th- th- we talk about this all the time. Like, th- So I think that uh, that's, it sounds like, Paul, I wonder if you agree with this, that progressivism attempts to be an aggregate of particular causes. Would you say well, that? I wonder if there is like an infinite number of things to which one can keep attaching. Yeah. So anti-racism, anti, like, you know, LGBTQ, you know, climate science, you know, Mm -hmm. working class issues, the fight for a $15 wage. Yeah, yeah. But do you think there's something ultimately false about having a signifier that can continue to have certain things attached to it? Some would probably claim th- that that's what recommends it, I think, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. I, I think this is a really good line of thought. But I, I think, and I, I agree that it's become, it, it, and, and I think it's attractive because it's all inclusive. But I think, isn't there also, this is what I said last time when we were talking about neoliberalism, mm. isn't there also a philosophical problem with the idea of progress? Like that, that yeah. you know, that, that we're going to, I mean, isn't that the fundamental capitalist illusion? That we're gonna progress to a more what harmonious society. I mean, I'm not sure that. Yeah. Pro- I mean, obviously, I'm not for regression. I was just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't think regression is the answer, but I do think something You're like not liking the way things are going these days. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make America great again. Um, but I do think like something Todd, did you just like come up with that. That's pretty. Good. I do, I know. I just thought of it off the top of my head. I I do think that um. I do think that that something like it has to be it has to invoke repetition in some way like this. Mm-hmm. And I think progressivism, I mean, if you have any truck with psychoanalysis, you just think repetition is a basic fundamental yeah. fact. And so mm-hmm. progressivism, I think, is this idea that you can escape from your the repetition of your symptom or what I think it's an escape. Like you think you can get out of what the basic contradictions of society are and that's and we can progress beyond that and i feel like that is the fundamental illusion attached to it and all the i agree with the problem about the inclusiveness of it and i think any Mm -hmm. signifier that's meant to be inclusive is problematic but i think the more fundamental problem is this idea that we're going to things are getting better or that we can we can resolve contradictions that that beset society when and avoid repeating ourselves yeah, I, I wonder if I think that's really great, and I wonder if in that a part of the problem is that it's it, it's too tied to like an like an upward trajectory of morality, and it's like the fact that we have this 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 upward inclusive trajectory of morality, it just means things will happen. I think we talked about this before that like like the you know the arrow of progress is always pointing forward. And it's like well, so then like no one really has to do anything because like just the like the force of morality is going to push us there anyway. Um, and I, which I think is like, I, and I, it's the same thing. Like when people say like, you're not going to, you're not going to be on the right side of history. And it's like, well, like, well, how about deal with right now? Like, wh- like, uh, don't like history can't be this thing that, 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 that releases responsibility from changing the present situation. Like, like, like you, um, and I, and I, anyway, I think like that, that, that could be the, maybe one of the central problems with it. It, it, it it's a, an exclusively moral project, which, 
you need to have, I think, but there, there doesn't seem to be a, um, I don't know. I don't know what the, um, it's moral rather the, than political. I feel yeah, like there's a yeah, good, like I, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what the, pol- I don't know what the political project is there. Like the moral project seems very clear to me and it seems something that's, you know, well worth getting behind, but like as a political project, I, I, I don't know that I see it, I guess. Don't you think there's like a good repetition in a, in a, Mm, like a a bad well, I don't know bad <laughs> such a trite word but I mean the, goal, the clearly the goal is to arrive at a at a at a way of being that is okay with repetition but it's what form mm-hmm. what what are the forms that will are being repeated and I think I know what you mean which is to repeat something more fundamental that has to do with the very like conditions of the social order itself and not Mm -hmm. with like repeated acts of violence, repeated acts of, you know, political forms that act violently. Right. Right. I agree with that. But isn't, isn't the idea of progress precisely in it? Like, I, I feel like all those acts of, I feel like all those acts of violence are themselves the product of, of, of a failure to confront repetition. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm, so I feel sense. like that that's, you know, that if you don't if you don't do that, if you don't confront repetition, that's what results. So in a certain <laughs> sense, I think progress is trying to cure us from the thing that progress has yeah. caused us. I think you're making me yeah. you think of that final line of civilization and its discontents when Freud didn't he like raise that rhetorical question on the eve of uh, you know Nazism, like who can foretell mm-hmm. what like we have this malaise, and who can foretell what can, what will happen next? And right, and I think mm. he added that line after, after not, the yeah, rise of yeah, yeah, Hitler's yeah. rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel mm. like that's, and I, I just, I, so I feel like progressivism should be tossed in the dustbin of history <laughs> because I think in a certain <laughs> but even socialism though does. Don't well, let's think? okay. Should we go to socialism? Because I think that's a. I just, can I just add, I just want to add one thing yeah, on yeah, this, yeah. is that like I, what I, where I think that this is really interesting this conversation has gone to is that I, I do think this is true, that progressivism, like if our reason to reject it is that it rejects repetition, I think one of the like more, uh, I don't know, common sense or, 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 or banal ways that you see this manifested in popular discourse is people who say things like... Um, Oh, well, like what's like I've seen I've seen this in <clears throat> in academic articles where people are, are like maintain are attempting to maintain a left perspective. And they're saying that, like, what's the good even of studying uh, history if like we're doomed to repeat it? And that there's this like banal this like banal kind of like rejection of 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 like of like a repetition. And it's just like we should like we should never be doing something again and uh, and and like the 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 fact that something does repeat is is always a, a, a is a bad a thing. case for yeah exactly it's always a case to reject it and refuse it and that seems to be like the very essence of of like of what you need to actually move forward um uh, like like it's a, almost like a like progressivism maybe like a, a, attempts like like hysterically to continually reinvent the new right i, I guess right. no maybe, i think yeah. that's right i think that i think that word hysteria is pretty is pretty apt when talking about progressivism but i do think that i don't know do you buy that idea that that it's the it's our very attempt to be progressive that that creates the need for a progressive attempt to get out of Repetition, you know, like progressive, mm. like the very flight from repetition is the, that is the violence, that is the destructiveness, mm-hmm. that is the, the, the horrors of society. And, 
And so progress can't be the solution since it's, I mean, I guess in some weird dialectical way, it could be the solution to its own problem. But in a certain way, it's, that is the problem, is our investment in progress. I don't know, do you buy that? Hmm. I mean, I think clearly we're, we want to see social transformation. I, th- mm-hmm. I think I'm struggling with how to characterize social transformation that is not, that, that, that wouldn't earn that characteristic or that designation progress. Like we have right. made progress. Have we made progress on, you know, I, to me it's that as we've made progress, we also have seen the very opposite of progress. Right. And the two things happen simultaneously. I think, isn't it Pinker who like praises society for how radically unviolent? It's like way right, better today. Right. Yeah, yeah. The problem yeah. is that he uses the same standard to judge how violent a society is across millennia when mm-hmm. you could argue that it's because we have made so, so much progress. Uh, well, I'm using scare quotes now, which you can't, <laughs> sure, sure. can't see. Uh, <laughs> that makes something like the Holocaust even more, uh, even more like hor- horrible, horrific, you know? Because our mm-hmm. standards have so shifted that the like violence... The very coordinates to understand what counts as a catastrophic act. Like, of course, I think... I'm not maybe remembering his thesis that well, but isn't it that like, look, you know, 500 years ago, like it was way more violent. Right. The deaths were far more constant. See, compa- statistically today, it's like we've made so much progress. Right, right. So, I mean, the very right. coordinates by which we judge what counts as a catastrophic act should also have changed and they haven't. So, but that means that you think, so th- I think the book is Our Better Angels. Yeah, sorry. Our Better Angels. Yeah, yes. by mm-hmm. Stephen Pinker. Um, and I... I totally agree with that, but that implies that there really is some kind of progress on some. But I think, aren't you saying that there's progress and then there's always this? So, uh, if you noticed, I smuggled in social transformation (laughs) instead of progress. I I don't know if social transformation, like, uh, like takes out the odor of this thing that you're talking about, which is like, are we invested kind of covertly in an idea of progress that actually is? You know, avoidant or evasive, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I like that idea of social, of transformation. But but the question is, of course, transformation in what direction? Like like you have to kind of know that, right? You have to have a, you you have to have a, and this is, I think, I wonder how you think, and I think the way you characterize progressivism, Ryan, as as an aggregate of of different causes put together. And I think, Mm -hmm. isn't the way to think about social transformation doesn't it have to be universal i mean we come to that we talk about this all the time but doesn't it have to be have a universal that then and this is why i think some my term would be i mean i, I guess socialism is one we should think about right because mm-hmm. that's such a common now with ocasio cortez and and sanders are they're very openly proclaimed that they're socialists and i wonder if that has a if that does that, if that is universalist, it's not just an aggregate of things. And it, and maybe, I mean, Paul, you suggested maybe it's a, too exclusive, and that's why people... Like, I think that would be the first... I mean, I, you can imagine the critique of the privileging of socialism. The question in there is, it can, can socialism accommodate the other kinds of struggles with which it's allied? Just as a signifier, you mean? As a signifier, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I, I think Bernie would say yes, right? He would, but but maybe I think he. It's it's not clear that that has been when the when the rubber hits the pavement. I'm not sure that that's been proven true, right? Like that people haven't, like his supporters seem to not be 
as as uh, I don't know, like, like it seems people concerned with anti-racist struggles are not drawn necessarily to Bernie. I think the question is whether socialism today still really, in the end, privileges economic considerations right. over right. what used to be called superstructural considerations. Right. 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 Yeah, right. Paul. That's like back to your original point about um, Sanders and anti-racism. That that was that's that was the level of critique was that like he boiled everything down to economic factors. Um, like every all like race issue that was the that was the critique I saw that um, I thought was maybe like pretty pretty good I, I mean there's like lack you, of you a, accept that, that critique you think that is yeah, a I think, valid critique I, I think so I mean because well because what is, like what does it leave out I mean like you know Sanders doesn't um, have to be he doesn't have to be a, uh, a philosopher as well as a politician but it wouldn't hurt like the uh, there's not a ideological concern in there Right. Um, so you, like you're like you're like Plato. You want philosopher kings? <laughs> I would. I would. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're give not, me. You're not, Hegel yeah. wants politicians to be stupid. So that's an interesting. I think the interesting is, thing is that yeah. the right, the right, like has its signifier, which is for the most part hidden, but its signifier is capitalism. And yes. are capitalist politicians placed under the same scrutiny of not being sufficiently anti-racist? I don't know that they are. Never. No. They're so. Not. I that would know. exclude them from being capitalists, I think, is the, is the point. Well, I think that's a really interesting point because a lot of theorists of capitalism would say the opposite. They would say that capitalism is inherently anti-racist because it just, like if, if I practice racist politics in my store, say I don't serve yeah. certain races, then, I, then I'm going to hurt my business and someone's going to open a business right next door and is going to serve everyone. And then they're going to drive me out of business. So right. That, I mean, but this is Milton that's Friedman's such a fantasy. argument. No, yeah, of course. And that's such a fantasy and it doesn't work out that way. Right? Like, <laughs> right. like right. yeah. Right. No, your um, store would double in business if you for, if you forbade. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's is, is that guy, like, is that guy who, is that guy who refused to make the cake for the, um, it was a lesbian wedding? Like, yeah. I mean, is he hurting? Like, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't think so. In fact, I think I, he's, pro- it's probably the opposite. Right. Like yeah. he's probably he probably got more. I mean, of course, he probably didn't get much any gay couples <laughs> coming in. Probably. But yeah. but I think and I, there might have been some, you know, liberal people that decided not to come in. But I think he, he generally probably did well because he there's a whole coterie of people that came in. But I think like that race is getting cakes for no reason now. I mean, like, right. that's how that works. <laughs> you know, just like to keep this. We got to keep this guy in business right. or something. Right. But I think right. that like this is one of the core um, like fantasies. I, I always think this is so funny that like when people talk about um, about capitalism, they're like and that like, oh, well, the problem is, is that like it, and this is always the thing on the right is that we're never doing capitalism hard enough it's like um like we oh well more. it's just yeah we need more we need more competition we and and this and it's always and what i find in that in that line of logic is what they're basically saying is oh so you think competition is going to regulate the market so you you are actually in favor of regulation but it's just it, like where we're at with like you know mergers and like corporations buying political power so that they don't have to like so that to be anti-competitive there is no regulation there's no chance for that like like for for that sort of competition they think the it's an invisible hand it's regulation that is invisible and producing rational outcomes which they think is better than an organized right but that other thing is not except when the banks collapse Except when the right, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, but okay. So, so I think that I think you're right that the 
to get back to the point that the capitalist is not held to the same standard as the socialist. But I wonder, so, but Brian, I think your point yeah. is that, that socialism is going to be limited as a signifier. <clears throat> it kind of goes along with what Paul was saying, that it's going to be limited just in the way that people perceive it. And that's the only way it's important. It's not important whether it's really the right, like, metaphysically the right signifier, right? It matters. No, no, what it's, matters it's, is just it's, how it's are people going to respond to it. And I think there's something to that idea that socialism is has this exclusivity attached to it. And that the one that, thing I do like the one thing I do like about it, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, yeah. the one thing that I do like about it is it um, causes friction amongst uh, people who identify as Democrats and uh, Republicans, like as a term. Like there's there It makes think, them uncomfortable. It, yeah, and I think th- that's a good thing. I think that's yeah. a thing that the signifier of the left needs to have. It should it be it, it should designate um, it 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 should in a felt way sh- designate contradiction. That's what right. I. That's what no, I. No, I, I, I completely yeah. agree with that. I think that's a really good point, and I think that's the problem. One of the problems with liberalism, yes. or liberal as a say. I mean, I think we yeah. all three. Yeah unanimously reject the idea that liberal could some, I mean, it's a weird, even the, even the history of liberal is weird because there's this whole divide between political and economic liberals and the economic liberals are all, we call them conservatives, right? So it's a weird Mm -hmm. thing. So that, but I think you're right. That term doesn't create the friction or, or what did you say? Like designate the contradiction like socialism maybe does. So maybe that, maybe socialism works. I don't think it's, I don't know. I, I think I, there are two possibilities. One is to try to enlarge what socialism designates. The second is, and I think this is more common, people put the word democratic in front of it, democratic right, socialism, yeah. right. to try to, I don't know, signal or signify something different between democratic socialism and socialism proper. Like socialism, mm-hmm. not even socialism proper, but socialism as it's been practiced. As, as it's been practiced. Yeah. yeah. So democratic socialism is an attempt to d- distance oneself from communism. I think from the autocratic, mm, like, yeah, like the dictatorial uh, baggage that that is probably part of socialism's link to communism. Right. Right. So, so, and and you, so you like that. You like the ad the adding of democratic to the front of it. You think that's a. I think that's one strategy. Yeah, I mean, why you think that that is too much of a softening of what the... I mean, I understand what you're saying, Ryan, which is like socialism Mm -hmm. is something that should introduce a degree of turbulence or disquiet Mm -hmm. or, you know, uncomfortability. And do you think... I actually feel like maybe, I don't know, democratic socialism maybe... Mm, does that as well? Maybe. I know. I, I'm I no. Know. I'm not disagreeing. I was just asking because some people question. think of the two as kind of as as in conflict, as at odds. Yeah. So they might be tempted to think the term is an oxymoron. But no, we insist on like the two together. Yeah. yeah. I one, like that. One describes the other. Yeah. I like yeah, that a lot. I like that. Yeah. I think that's pretty compelling. I mean, which gets so okay. Maybe that's maybe that's the end, and that's the answer. But I want to. <laughs> I want to. I no, might, we got to keep going. We're yeah, we got. What is the short session time? How do we, yeah, we're going to do the analytic short session. Um, so I wonder, though, because this brings us to the question: if we're going to talk about actually existing socialism, mm-hmm. I mean, one of the very, very common signifiers on the left today, advanced by Slavoj Žižek by Badu, is communism, right? Like the mm-hmm. whole, like they, the, the, 
books like The Idea of Communism or Badu's The Communist Hypothesis. I mean, I think they, for them, abandoning the word communism is, a, is basically abandoning the leftist project. So that signifier mm-hmm. is incredibly loaded for them. And, yes. and, and socialism is just, is just, I mean, I just, I, I, I've talked to them. I mean, they just think it's just a, it's just a complete compromise. It's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's as bad as liberalism for them. Like it's mm-hmm. no, there's nothing to that term that has the cut that Ryan, that you just talked about. Like yeah. it's all, so it has to be communism. I mean, so I think that's a really, I don't know how many people buy that, maybe just two. But I feel like no. I mean, it's like so, it's so, people bought so, the books. I guess the people that buy the books. Yeah. Yeah. So the what appears to be an emergent ascendancy, or at very least, the you mentioned Sanders and Cortez, like the fact that there is some salience now to socialism as a signifier in the political field. They would claim that that's just uh, you know something that's being like completely over over you're drawing like the wrong melodramatic conclusion if you think that socialism has managed to actually achieve some kind of foothold in the political terrain. Right. Well, because for, I don't know. So if I said like, wait a minute, communism would have its chances would be, its chances are far, far more remote. I mean, if, if Sanders were running as a communist, would he be having? Would he have achieved any of the success that he's achieved to this I, point? I, don't, I think he would have like one percent, even of the democratic. And, and what elect- is the rejoinder yeah. to that then? Like, well, well then that, just like I, work harder, like work harder to establish communism as a legitimate signifier to which to remain faithful. Right. Well, I th- okay. Mm. Right. So I think what Badu would say is that, for one thing, the, in France, the Socialist Party was basically just what our our democratic party, right? Right. It was not. So that's one of the things he's pushing off against. Right. So, but I think he just thinks uh, you're, you're playing the game of electoral politics. You're just, you're lost. You're lost. Once you're invested in, I mean, never votes. He, he thinks voting is just a sham. And so he thinks Bernie, he's playing the game of electoral politics. He's just, Mm -hmm. he's, that's a losing battle. Mm. This is Ryan. Not Ryan, this is where he's 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 an anti-Badu, totally because you think that's just completely bogus. But I, I mean, I so I want you to respond to that. But I also, my, you know, I think they're they they like the idea of communism as the because it contains the idea of the commons, and so that mm-hmm. there's something about that word, like socialism is society. Who cares? But the commons, like yeah. something we hold in common, is preserved by that term communism. But this is you know. I, when, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I like I totally see that. And I hate to, like, I absolutely don't want to be a nominalist here, but I really think the American context matters. And I think you were kind of alluding to this, that, like, uh, I think that the idea of society in this country is actually kind of a radical notion because, th- like, we, I've, we've talked about this before. I've said this on the podcast. I think that there is a there's a a primary libertarianism to people in this country that, mm. that, that they have accepted that mm. needs to be expunged, whether they're aware of it or not. Like That's the example that I, 
Yeah, the example that I give all that all the time is like going to Subway or Chipotle. Like, like you go to, you go to Subway and this person who you have to call a sandwich technician, they can't make you a sandwich. You tell them how to do it. You're making all your choices. It's a libertarian hellscape, mm. and that and like you know people go there all the time. And this is just like one of the ways that like the idea of this like. Uh, like this insanity of choice is just like, you know, accepted by, by people like all the time. I know. And it's so like, much better under socialism where you just went into the McDonald's. All you could get was the Big Mac. You couldn't get it mm. special ordered anyway. I'm going to take and that phrase of yours, perfectly. that primary libertarianism. That's pretty good. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, yeah. So like, so I think that that being the, that being the case, the idea of like ha- having a, like, like a, I don't know if I want to say uh, debt because it's sort of loaded uh, in an economic way, but just being a part, I think like the idea that you are a, like you are an individual at, and a part of society, like I think that is kind of a radical idea. So that's in, already in, in this country that already can. Well, but then you're just saying it to signifier for this country. It can't be a general signifier for the yeah left. for the left in general. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the that's the trouble. But I do I do think that the American uh, context matters, and I think that like I totally accept the idea of like, of uh, like the communism being something that causes like like uh, as a signifier that totally causes like a schism uh, in you know someone listening to it, and I also like. Um, like, and I, I like to push back on the idea of like electability, right? Like that's like a, I think kind of like a gross, you, you said elect playing the game of electoral politics, that, that, that phrase in like general terms is that like, oh sure, Sanders is great, but is he electable? Right? Yeah, like but that dude's like, point is the opposite. He doesn't care if Sanders is electable. He thinks <laughs> once you, once you submit to that game, you've already lost. Okay. But Todd, no. uh, yeah. like you, one, well, here's a question. Like when we first started reading Zizek, right? One of the one of the things that I think maybe you don't remember this, but like Zizek was a presidential candidate, wasn't he? Yes. Or a prime yes. can- yeah. in Slovenia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he came. And like, fifth. remember we watched this clip of him at like at a he's at a actually like on the stage at right. a debate. Right. And, and the know, other kid, do you remember? This? I feel conflicted about, and I I think that maybe I don't know about Badu so much, but I think Zizek is, and I mean this as a term of praise, not criticism, but it's like he's all over the map on the question of does one wash one's hands of the electoral system you're right one wouldn't like participate in a corrupt thing at the on the other hand doesn't he say frequently like you have to get your hands dirty it requires right. certain compromises in the book on lenin it's all about like making the right mistakes you know which is like sounds like a weird thing but like yeah. you know you have to make the right mistakes like and so i don't know like don't you think i always thought that like the fact that he ran for president that was just yeah, incredible no, I, I agree no i agree and i think he I don't think he and Badu are in lockstep on this question of voting because he he thinks voting for Bernie is a radical act in the United States right now. But he now. can sometimes say like we should smash state power, doesn't yeah. he? I mean, I, he will say that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there's maybe this is like a conflicted uh, feature in 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 maybe just myself. I guess like is entering the realm of electoral politics. To what extent is that a contaminant? Uh, or like a capitulation, and to what extent is it a necessary capitulation, right. or like an inescapable contaminant? Well, I think, isn't that totally tied to the if you choose the signifier communism or not? Because once you choose that signifier, you've opted out of electoral politics, right? Like that's... So there's nothing electoral about communism. Well, I just don't think... Well, Can I ask what would communism be? What is... A, what is 
what is, I know you won't imagine what a communist society looks like because it'll look too much like a capitalist society. (laughs) But I mean, what, what is, what is communism without, I don't know, maybe this is the limits of my own imagination, you know? Well, like, wouldn't there be a capitalist party in communism? I don't know about that, but hmm. I, I don't know that there'd even be parties at all, right? Like, I'm not sure, but... but So you would hunt a little in the morning and fish a little in the afternoon and read a little bit in the evening? I'm not, I'm not a communist, so I don't... I mean, I'm taking up a position that's not mine. Like, I'm just... I just think for Badu, there's the event that's transformative, and communism is for him the investment in the transformative event, and he thinks... It, the electoral process is a way to contain the event after it happens or to make sure that it doesn't happen. And yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that's right, but I don't think it's crazy. Right. I, mean, I don't, it's not right, but it's not maybe like totally wrong. Right. But my point about communism just was that if you choose that as your signifier, nobody's going to come under your banner. I mean, even Lenin did not have a majority when he took nowhere near a majority of Russians were communists when he took right. power. I mean, he had to take power violently. So, I just think there's no way that that if you choose that as your signifier, you've said, "I'm gonna, I want to take power violently." I mean, fine. I'm not necessarily against it, but I'm also not necess- I'm not for it. I mean, yeah. but I, yeah, but I, I see the position. But I just think that there is implicit in it, and I think this is why people reject it: a notion of a violent taking of of power. And and I, I think Slavoj's notion of the commons. I just think that's. Like any word can do that. I think that's Ryan's point about the way society functions for us. Yeah. Like any mm-hmm. word can, like public. Like why can't yeah. we be publicans or whatever? I mean, yeah, that publicans. would be weird. But there, That's our new signifier <laughs> on the left, publicans. Yeah, but I mean, but you see what I'm saying? Like it could be anything. It could be anything that signifies a public bond with each other. It doesn't have to be common. Why common? I mean, that just seems, that seems strange to insist. And I, I, off, I mean, I really think, and I wonder what you two think about this, that the insistence on communism is just perverse. That it's just... And Ryan, I think there's a fine line between what you said, I want a signifier that creates tension versus I want a perverse signifier that I know is going to arouse a whole everyone to be against me and will have no chance of ever being realized. And I think there is a... I mean, it's not an accident that Slavoj wrote The Pervert's Guide. <laughs> I mean, or that he did, although he didn't want that title, so it, maybe that's not fair. But I think he does have a perverse side to him, although, I, I mean, I, I think he also has a non-perverse side, which Paul mentioned. And I think Badu's philosophy, I think there's a way to say that there's a real perversion at the heart of that. I don't know. I mean, that's just, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you both think about that. Um, I th- yeah, no, I think that I think that's a that's a good uh, distinction too because th- I mean this kind of goes back to what we talked about with cynicism, right? Like it can't be like if your your term causes so much schism that like no one like to use your phrase that you know no one will um, lo- you know uh, arrange themselves under the banner, then y- you the only value that idea or term has is just that other people won't adopt it and that and that well that's that the definition be. of perversion right yeah exactly yeah no and that can't be you know that, that 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 there's no meaningful political project there with that idea um i think i don't um you know i have an idea but i want to save it so i want to hear what paul has to say on this well i i agree with you i think that it's a perverse position i think i suspect the rejoinder would be that the very impossibility of it is 
Is its appeal. Is its appeal. Yeah. Like, yeah. do the impossible. Like, yeah. no, no, wait a minute. I mean that the communism is really, in fact, impossible. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, you know, <laughs> one must yeah, try to right. do the impossible. Right. And right. I mean, you could argue that I guess there is this, I don't know, this fantasy of a complete and total break, right? That would, right. but. Right. No, I think that's right. I, lo- I love what you just said. I think that's right. I think it's, I think it's tied to the belief that we can do the impossible, which I accept. So it's weird. I think you're right. Like the different is, categories of the impossible. Right, right. There's the really impossible, and there's just the symbolically impossible, right? And I, th- I do think that. I mean, I, I feel like Badu's communism is really it's a really impossible, not just symbolically. The question is: so, are, have there been moments in the past when something that has been thought to be really impossible yeah. has, in fact, been done? I mean, I think. Well, God came down to earth. I think that would be why. You're, you're, not, well, you're not buying that. Well, I just think of like, I try to think of things that like would be considered to be impossible that actually, like the elimination of slavery in the South. Like, was there a point in time where it would have been completely realistic for someone to think it is absolutely impossible that there would ever be a different economic yeah. order whereby people wouldn't be the property of other people? Well, no, because they could just look up north and there was one. So that's... So right. you can't. So that's not. What about I mean, the, marijuana legalization? Because I, I really think ten years ago, I think people thought that was impossible in this country. Yeah, but again, Ryan, yeah. look at Holland. I mean, it's yeah, not okay. like like right. I just think like okay, that that's those those seem to me like clear cases of a symbolic impossibility. Okay, but there's still yeah, some external. There's a point external to the symbolic that shows that it in fact is possible. Right, right. It might appear yeah. impossible to many people inside a certain symbolic, but there's something. So I think I thought I read recently like Zizek had an was it in the Guardian or something like healthcare in the United States is you have to identify a point of impossibility. Universal right. healthcare. That's the mm. thing we should try to really. You know, do the impossible, like have yeah. there be a universal health care. What do you think about impossible as a signifier? Like, do, like we're the impossible party. Like, we're trying to do the impossible. I don't know, would that be too discouraging? <laughs> <laughs> well, does that, like, isn't, you know what's interesting? Like, the, the second, I, I'm not sure uh, if it was when Paul or, or Todd was when you were talking about, about uh, impossibility, and I just thought that, like, how familiar that felt to me as like a nike slogan and yeah it, you know well, that's and maybe that speaks to it that speaks in its favor maybe no, no, no well that's what i'm saying is that like like so like uh it's a clear example of like capitalism trying to take this thing to uh, like arrest its political potential oh yeah that's mm. good yeah yeah um no so, i like so, that though yeah. I, I mean like i think like, there i think we always hear that like we have to like part of what we what we need to do politically is the impossible. And you even think, isn't this your position on climate change, Ryan, that once we admit it's impossible to fix, that's when we can really get down to it and try yes. to actually fix yeah. it. So, yeah. so there is, I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's, it's probably crazy. I feel like you're just, you're basically just saying, couldn't somebody just come along and say, no, it is possible. Yeah. It is possible to yeah. address yeah. climate change. Yeah. It is possible to have a society in which people are paid fairly. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah. yeah. So but 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 like calling it impossible I'm not necessarily in favor of this. I'm just kind of playing it out. But calling but you're it saying a, that is there a value in calling yeah. it impossible yeah. that makes I think it you would say to yes. attain politically? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You would oh, say I thought you were saying something different, Ryan. I thought you were saying okay. do the impossible sounds too much like a 
you are with your own heroic endurance. It's like a Nike commercial, a guy's oh, training no, for no, a marathon no. or something. No, he thinks Nike no, has no. appropriated what is really a oh, political okay. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right, Todd. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe Paul's. Maybe maybe you're mm-hmm. right that it's too discouraging. But I I don't know. I think there's something to it. Like there's something to that. It could be galvanizing. It could be galvanizing, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's my point. Like, think of any disaster film. Like, it's impossible. We're never going to survive. It's impossible. So let's all get together and be collective about it. I mean, I think that. Yeah, it eliminates like a petty individual uh, insistence. Right, right. I mean, I guess you could make the reverse argument that once you know it's impossible, then all you can do is is retreat into your own. No, I think I'm persuaded. Like. No one wants to do the merely possible. They want to try to do the impossible. Right, right. No, I yeah, like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. But, okay, so that's that's one possibility. <laughs> impossibility <laughs> right. is one possibility. Yeah. I want to <clears throat> just throw out one of my... I have a couple of favorites, but one of my real favorites is egalitarianism. Because I feel like it's, it's at once a universal, right? And it's also mm-hmm. not... It, it's also... In, I don't want to use the word inclusive, but it doesn't like it's because it's a universal. It doesn't have it's not focused on just economy or just like anti-racist struggle is egalitarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, economic struggle is egalitarian. Anti-sexist struggle is egalitarian. So I feel like it really brings together everything. So I, I, I don't understand. It's hard for me to see the problem with egalitarianism as a signifier. Like, I think that's a pretty hmm. good one. And it seems like a good leftist idea. But Ryan, I think you don't like it. I yeah, because in this, I mean, this is maybe not a reason to to reject it at all. But um, uh, on in the um, in the seedier uh, parts of the internet, um, people the parts uh, that you frequent a lot. I yes, let's let's yeah, be my, clear about my, that. My parts, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Pornhub <laughs> comments, that kind of thing. Um, the egalitarianism is used basically as a as a um, as a shorthand to get out of thinking racism and 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 thinking like uh, feminism and it's really just like um and the other one is more like people who refer to themselves as, as humanists and it's yeah. it's very all lives matter to me yeah uh, or like that that's how it is used in practice again by by people on the internet which is not a reason to not reclaim it, I, I I don't think, but that but that is the thing. It's like, oh, but why like why can't we just get along? I don't I don't see a difference between me and you, and it's your and it's like that sort of gesture yeah. I, that it means you are choosing not to see the struggle that is actually imminent to the political situation. Yeah. That's, so my term is yeah. basically liberalism. That's what I, you're saying. I, I kind of think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. But I think you're you're naming something that's important. Like you, ne- there needs to be something that quilts together a number yeah, of disparate nice. phenomena, a different right. struggles. And I think your one advantage to egalitarianism is it has the potential to be truly uni- to to operate truly as a universal. Right. I mean, you mentioned Black Lives Matter. I've gone back and forth on. Sometimes I wonder whether or not. Uh, the the people protesting the killing of black people by police had their slogan been "All Lives Matter." What would like have from been from the beginning? From the beginning, would the outcome today have had a chance to be any? Would it have produced a, had a great greater political efficacy than 
the turn to the particular Black Lives Matter. Now, I know why, okay, Black Lives Matter. It's that if the universal is being ignored, I have no recourse but to invoke the particular. But I wonder if, sometimes I've wondered whether it would have been, it wouldn't have been, because then the minute you say Black Lives Matter, then it's Blue Lives Matter, right? So Right, another particular. But, and but then is, the, yeah. is, Ryan and I have talked about this a lot, but is, is, mm-hmm. Why don't you answer this, Ryan? Because you're this is your. Oh. I mean, you've written an essay. Yeah, no, just yeah, no. My yeah, my thing with no, Paul. I think it's a. I think it's a great. You like Black Lives point. Matter? It, I do. Oh, yeah. Like I think. I think Black Lives Matter is like I think that. I mean, if we want to talk about signifiers for the left, I think the movement for Black Lives should just be the the Democratic Party platform. Like I, I because my reading of this is. The Black Lives Matter designates the particular that changes all particulars, and in this way, is it's that's the universal. And mm. um, I, I like I see the point. Like it's it's very it's it's teasing to 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 think about like a you know like a counterfactual reality. Like if that like would that phrase have the the force that Black Lives Matter did, but like it, if would it have designated a, like a, a kind of universality from the beginning? And I kind of think that what Black Lives Matter. Uh, in effect does is show us universality and it also uh names the cut that we've mm. kind of been talking about like it, so you it, like it, you it, like you like kind of like the delayed delayed universality the fact that the universality emerges a little bit later per- yeah, through yes, the particular. I, yeah yes yes i do yeah or through the like i think is it but by by focusing on what is excluded isn't yeah. that the way the universal is articulated? Yeah. So, so that I think is, I think that's key. Like, and that's why I don't think the universal can ever be fully realized because it is what's absent. Like it is, and so that's why pointing to, like saying all lives matter is going back to this aggregate notion of universality. I, I mean, I, I don't think totally. I mean, I think it could have been taken up initially and then signified some kind of cut. But I do think, that the, the, the universal can't be an all like that. Yeah. I think the universal has to be what's lacking or what's missing. And so yeah. I think the signifier of the left has to in some way be invocative of that. Like it has to in some way suggest this. And that's why I do think impossibility. I mean, you're kind of convincing me about egalitarianism, but I, 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 I I'm sad about that, but I, I, <laughs> I, do, I do, I do think like the idea of impossibility correctly gets at what uni- what is universal right because if it's if it's at, if the universal is necessarily always absent then it's impossible like it's impossible to fully realize and that impossibility is inherent in the universal itself and so that <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that was a, that was a doorbell that was a doorbell that just <laughs> punctuated by that was a that was a lacanian doorbell scansion <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, that was a shipment of all my books on Hegel. I think so. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm wa- very happy that that doorbell rang and interrupted my. Yeah, that was yeah. something. You know what? I want. I wanted to bring this up at the at the end of the episode, but you know what? Since the um, the other has reminded us, yeah. uh, you you have a. We're gonna have to do an episode on it, but you have a um, a book. That is, uh, is it out officially? Now? It is not out officially. No. Not out officially. So, okay, no. you have a new book coming out um, on Columbia Press, and uh, it is. Uh, I I think it's your best cover ever. <laughs> Worst <laughs> book, best cover. <laughs> <laughs> that was very nice of you, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> 
Uh, no, I haven't read. I've, I've, yeah, I've, 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 I haven't read it. I think yeah. you nailed the first line again, which is something that I would want you to talk about on the podcast because I think you have the you have the right first line ethic, which is to steal from Hemingway. Um, and uh, the short anyway. declarative sentence. But hey, I just want to say something about that because I think what about that term? Because the book is called Emancipation after Hegel. So what about mm-hmm. the term emancipatory politics? I know it's a little cumbersome. But I do feel like it is... There's something there. I think there's, there's something, something there. to it, I think. Like yeah. the idea of emancipation, you know, like it evokes emancipation proclamation mm-hmm. and all. And I, yeah. I feel like there's something... I mean, it's not, it's not tidy, I don't think, and there's no short version of it, but I feel like there's, it's, it's maybe a good one. Like it's maybe well, one. To, it, I think we've kind of been... This is something that, that, that I want to talk about. Like I think the term has to designate an all not just an alternative to capitalism, but a, a challenge to it. And I think that emancip- uh, that, that uh, emancipatory politics... Well, <laughs> that shows how bad it is. You couldn't even say I had to. Yeah, yeah, right. I stumbled a little bit. <laughs> but, but maybe... I don't know. I think there, I just think that there's something there. And if it, if it designates an emancipation from uh, capitalism, then that's, I think that's, a, that's a, a fine thing. And I think that that's what we're, like, one of the, if you want to quilt all of our suggestions in this, con- this conversation, that maybe is a place we're trying to, to get to. Is, you like that? A, you think yeah. it's? I don't yeah. know, Paul. What's your I think thing? one. I mean, one problem with invocations of freedom and emancipation is that they they invite the perception that the future that they achieve is one without res- constraint. And I, I don't know. I, I, mm. So how do we how do we signal that actually you will be emancipated into something that is yeah. constraining? I don't yeah. know. Like you mentioned, libertarianism. As I understand it, isn't that just like pure unfettered freedom? Like one. One, yeah, no, you no, know, you're totally right. And I just, you know, I, and you think emancipation is I mean, obviously I'm for emancipation, but right. I, yeah, I see. like I feel like there's got to be some emancipation into constraint, you know. No, so, I agree with that, but yeah, I mean, yeah. but is there? A, go ahead, Ryan. You were going to say. Oh well, no, like, like I think. Well, what if the constraint is? Um, what if the constraint is the common? Or the constraint is the social. Yeah. Like, you know, like I think that's, I think there's something to that. Well, I mean, or, or what if we have an idea of freedom and emancipation that's rooted in German idealism? I mean, maybe that's too, <laughs> that's too <laughs> uh, pie in the sky to think about. But, but for both Kahn and Hegel and Fichte and Schelling, I mean, that's four, not both. But um, for all of them, <laughs> for all of them. Uh, both, both can mean four things. <laughs> both can mean four. It's the fourfold. Uh, <laughs> For, for all four of them, it's the law that emancipates us. It's not, so it's it's never, like this libertarian notion of freedom is completely right. anathema to the entire history of German idealism. And I think it's right. Like it's only when we give ourselves the law that we become free. And I think, I mean, I guess is your point, Paul, that problem with emancipation and freedom is they're already too corrupted by capital and this libertarian idea. So we can't even... The attempt to reclaim them is too much work. I think, I think that's one of the questions about a signifier for the left is, does it require too much work to reclaim it? And that's what I think our critique of communism yeah. maybe is, yeah, that it just yeah. takes too much work to reclaim it when let's just come up with something else. Why fight yeah. that battle? Like I said to Slavoj when I was last talking to him, like, why do you, it was right before the Peterson debate. And I mm-hmm. said, why in the world are you taking the side of Marxism against capitalism? Why don't you say, I'm on the Hegelian side against capitalism. And he, and you know what he said? He said, well, I, Hegel doesn't have the critique of capital that Marx has. But then I said, but politically, 
you're not Marxist in any way. And he's like, yeah, that's right. But then he's, he's taken up that term Marxism. And then I think this is the problem with a lot of these terms we've discussed. Like the, the effort to reclaim it takes so much energy that it's, and, and alien, the term alienates so many people. Why go through that whole problem? Why not just... So you, your argument would be we should invent a new term. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe... It's not a, it's not a, cl- a question of returning to and redefining an extant term. It's inventing a new... Well, word. that's what I'm trying to say <laughs> with terms like emancipation and egalitarianism. And so that's why I think... Yeah, I think... and Or impossibility. Like, I think... Or, yeah. Yeah, impossible think, socialism. Impossible why, would you socialism. Say, why would you say Zizek is not Marxist in any way? I mean, that's, well, that's, that's not... Is that accurate? Or? Well, I think he's Marxist in his analysis of capitalism, but is his politics Marxist? I mean, it's, it's, it's I just don't. But in that sense, no one is really Marxist, right? I mean, what what do you mean, like abolishment of all private property? Is that what you mean? Or? Yeah, sure. Like, or or just like a belief in a future society that's overcome contradiction. Like, let's be clear, he does not believe. Okay, that. obviously, I get and that. every Marxist yeah. that I've ever met absolutely believes that like you made the funny thing about to me about hunter in the morning critic and they, okay i maybe i don't know enough of those marxists because i thought that that was isn't I, their ideal isn't the mark isn't for marx like he used to joke with jenny they'd say after the revolution we won't be having to do that you know like and i think there's this idea that that the revolution will free us i mean that's the whole point of it is that it will free us from contradiction Right, and I think that's why I'm saying I don't think Slavoj's okay. politics is Marxist at all, and I don't understand that Peterson debate. Just was baffling to me because I didn't understand why he was taking up that side. And then I think again, this comes back to the idea of the signifier. You're stained by the signifier. So why, like, why is the left? Why communism? Why Marxism? I just think those are, like, j- Throw them out the you know hmm. let's just let's just for, let's throw them in the dustbin of history like let's like we're not responsible for all the people killed in the killing fields we're not responsible for the gulag just that's just hmm. you know that wasn't leftism that was some other thing but okay so now <laughs> I'm going to come to my this is maybe my final suggestion then I think you have an interesting idea on this that I'm going to ask you about Paul what about Dilinka this is the leftist party in Germany and Dilinka hmm. mean you know what Dilinka means. The left. No. It means the left. left. So mm-hmm. what about that? What about Delinka? What about the left? What if what if what if leftism was just and Ryan, I think you would like this because of the absolute contingency. Like people were in the in the national convention in France, people were sitting on a certain side who had a had a political yep. leaning. And so that's how leftism became leftism and rightism became rightism. So I don't know. Isn't that, is there something? So I think, I don't know if this is what you were referring to, but like we were talking last night about whether the signal, if we invent a new signifier of the left, should there be something that's enigmatic about it? Like we don't know exactly what it signifies. The question when I first heard you say this is, would that be like, wait wait a minute, like what is that? I don't already know what that is. Whereas a lot of people believe they already know what all the other signifiers of the left already designate. Right. Right, mm-hmm. right. Even the ones we just came up with, like emancipation, yeah. egalitarian. People I mean, maybe have those an are idea. little. Maybe those are little less than like commu- communism. I think a lot of people would claim. I already know what that is. Socialism for sure, yeah. but even democratic yeah. socialism. Yeah, I think people would say socialism. they know what it means. Yeah, yeah. So is that one of the reasons? Plus, the. I mean, it has something interesting about it in that it's just kind of like 
tautological. Like, what right. is the left? It's the left. Yeah. I mean, right. Know. Right. Well, and I it's like not that. an English word. I think that that has a lot of value. Oh wait, are you like, actually like, saying Delinka? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying we okay. should call our party Delinka. In a, is that what you're thinking, right? Oh, that's what I think. No. Oh, you yes. think we should do that? Yes, in America, that's not. That's great. <laughs> the that, link. Like, no, 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 not not translated. Delinka. I, I know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, link wouldn't be a translation. But I'm just saying it would have that. Is what you like about it the fact that it has that connotation of a link? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it does. It really doesn't means, mean link in, in German. It just means the left. You know, no, like, but it, it, that, I think that signifies. I mean, I think that gets at what we're like the, this this notion of the like the social in a way that it, like it short circuits that like you are not separate from another person. You're, you're right, linked. Right, I think that's. Right. I think that's. That's why I you think like it's phenomenal. it. Yeah. That's why so like it both it, yeah. c- captures the ambiguity or the contingency of the signifier and it connect it, it it evokes connection for you yes yes yeah actually that's a real fortuity of the german there i believe yeah that would yeah. be lost here it would just be although i don't think they know it you know like i don't think i guess oh, okay it, just, yeah you're right because right. the word for link yeah, is right. not it's it's like verbindung <laughs> or something like it's not yeah. although you know they probably know most people know english so they have that but if you know like if you hear a word you know, I don't think they think, oh, the link. Yeah. And, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, link is an interesting one. But uh, I, wa- I wonder, Paul, you said when we were talking about this uh, last night, you said, well, maybe the left should ha- should be, you know, this idea of Lacan's that the, the signifier of the of the lack in the other. But that signifier is impossible. Right. Like it never you never have access to it. So what if. I thought this is what your idea was, and tell me if I'm wrong. What if the idea is that we actually don't have it? There is no signifier of the left. And I wonder if, Ryan, when you said the right Mm -hmm. signifier is capitalism, but no one says that it is, I wonder Mm -hmm. if one of their advantages is that they don't have a signifier. And they don't have to. They don't have to openly avow a signifier. Or maybe they do. Maybe it's conservatism, so maybe that's totally wrong. But I wonder what... I think the left would actually have the advantage of... It, wouldn't it like render the the other signifier absent, right? You know, like in the same way that we're saying the right has a signifier that never has to mention capitalism. Right. The the, the advan- one advantage possibly to having the left as the signifier would be that it doesn't even have to mention the things that right up until now yeah. heretofore have been the signifiers of the left. Yeah. So so actually, left fits into what you were saying to me. That is. A sign like the absent a signifier of the absence of the other like left would be that because it doesn't because of its very lack of a stable reference is it just like signifier. a placeholder right right well it's a displacement isn't it like I mean just like well, how conservative is it is a displacement for capitalism and so left can be a displacement for can you, you know, explain uh, that to me a little bit I'm not sure what I, what you mean by that but like oh. I, I mean, like in like I mean, like in like Freud's dream theory. I mean, like it's no. It's, I understand uh, what displacement yeah. means. I just want to understand no. what you mean by by oh. how that's a displacement of it. Like, what well, is, I think I, I uh, so call it a political displacement. That like I think it, it achieves sort of what we're talking about is that like you get to say that you're conservative and what you don't have to like consciously avow is exactly how. Uh, intrinsic what you think and and want is is balled up in uh, capitalist policies that never be- that just simply don't benefit you. Well, that also interestingly yeah. are not conservative. 
right? Like, yeah, capitalism is not a conservative enterprise. It is our system. It is a revolutionary system, right? So that's an interesting thing about the fact that the right has taken conservative as its signifier and not liberal, because that's weird, because what mm-hmm. most of them, I mean, all of them are economic liberals, right? right. So, so, but conservative allows them to, I think that, I mean, that maybe that's a, they have the advantage of a really good signifier, because mm. it lets them think like I'm for keeping things the way they are when in fact yeah. they're invested in a system that disrupts everything that exists. It's weird though because there are some on the right. I think this is a really interesting point, but there's some on the right that invoke. It's interesting. They're wedded to to tradition. Yeah. To a, yeah. Yeah. But and capitalism, of course, destroys all tradition, right? And then then you have this phrase creative destruction. Right. I think that's the that's kind of like the compromise. Like there has to be. Of course, we're wedded to tradition and we like the stable relations, but then there's this thing that's destructive that is actually like leads to a better order, you know? Right, but isn't there a tension within the right about that between like isn't that why like there's Paul Ryan who's totally on the side of creative destruction. Right. right. And then there's I don't know, like like even Trump, like he's like part of his appeal is I'm going to I'm really I'm not just a cap. I'm like really conservative. Like I'm going to really right. conserve the American whatever that is, the American way. I'm going to conserve the the American family. I'm going to keep things the way they were. And I think that's at odds. With, I think there's a tension there, yeah. isn't there? In a way that I think explains the coalition of the right right now. Yeah. Right. But. And it has to be, and I wonder if you think that the, and I wonder if this is the argument for the signifier left, for the left, that they, because they've wisely chosen this signifier conservative, that they're able to, under this one umbrella term, bring together these two absolutely contradictory positions, right? Like the, 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 the person that wants their, the, you know, fa- whatever these are, family values, like no abortion, mm-hmm. uh, women stay in the home like liberty university yeah like liberty university that and the 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 ann randian and belief in god as well like ann rand was a complete i mean capitalism is atheist utterly atheistic and utterly opposed to christianity so that's a real tension and yet those people that are the most vehement christians they can under that umbrella term conservative they can reconcile themselves with the most rapacious unchristian capitalism so would the left have to also invent a signifier that is capable of mm, allowing for the coexistence of, I think the answer to this question is yes, right? And that the coexistence of otherwise disparate and possibly con- conflictual. Con- maybe even contradictory political, political mm-hmm. positions. I don't know, Ryan, what do you think about that? I'm into it. Yeah. I like that. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think that like, I, you know, I, I, I do still want to say I like Delinka. I like that a lot. You I, like um, the untranslated Delinka. I like the untranslated because the it, problem it, is it, they're like, not doing that well. The German well right. Well, that's, <laughs> well, but there's all kinds of, like, there's all kinds of, well, you know, English is this, you know, cause, uh, well, mostly because England was invaded so many times like that. We just have like bacon is not an English word. That's a French word, you right. know, like there's just, there's all kinds of like words that we use yeah. in this language that, that are, we just are import from, them. Yeah. That we just import yeah. them. And I, so I, I think that, it, you know, brought into this context, I think it does. I think the that does nicely, like it, it gets at this, the schism, the, like the contradiction of the link 
and the and the individual subject, which is something like that I think I'm insistent on in in the signifier is it needs to, to name something that it that uh, that produces friction friction. Right. So I right. like that. I um I don't want to necessarily move us on uh, too far, but there is one term that I don't know. Somebody who's listening to us, maybe vacuuming or driving, has maybe thought that um well, why why have they not talked about anarchy? Interesting. And I wonder, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I, and for me, and I haven't. Or, or what about lot, what about yeah. communalism? Because I think those two are linked, right? There's a whole commun. You know, the Kurds are basically trying to develop a communalist society, and so I think that, and and usually, anarchy, Do you think that's linked with anarchy? Well, no, I think those two are often. They're they're both very localist movements, and so yes. I think they're they're yes. they often are opposed to each other, but they're. They're paired together, I think. So, so good, Ryan. Anarchy. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I, I, I think, I, I, there's a, and there are a lot of, there are a lot of people who um, identify with Lacan who, who write about anarchy. You know, like the, the, um, there's, there's a lot in, in our, you know, theoretical vein where people do that. And, and I have to confess that I haven't read it a, a ton of it. Like to, to me, and I, I could be very wrong about this. To me, the idea of anarchy comes off as like a kind of. Um, like a libertarian socialism. That's what that's that's how it, it comes off to me, and it, it like it is, um, it, it, or maybe maybe it's a little bit like uh, you know the that the the book the Jameson book American Utopia. Yeah. Where you you like like you you just you have a military or 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 a federal system that is just about distribution of resources, and there's just it's no political yeah. system at all. It's just strictly local. Uh, yeah. Politics and and in a, a flat kind of uh, structure where you know there is and there there obviously has to be again some sort of local entity that is above even the police right you would think I, I like right. certainly I would think uh, like to to be consonant with that kind of idea but um, yeah like like just a uh, like an extreme an extreme kind of uh, a local. Uh, I don't know. Philosophy. I, this is my understanding of. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you described it well, but I also feel like that you've also hit on the exact problem with it, right? Like, the, yeah. I always say there, there's, in Vermont, there's a lot of localism yeah. and communalism and even anarchy. And I mean, there's not anarchy, they're anarchists. Um, right. uh, but they, I'm like, oh, that's, you know, it's pretty great in Vermont to hold that position. But if you were in Texas, would you think, like, yeah. we need local control? No, because local control would be, like, control over to the Klan. I mean, I feel like, I mean, that's, maybe that's exaggerated, but I have lived in Texas, and it, it wasn't far <laughs> much of an exaggeration. Uh, but I, I feel like that, 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 like, why is local necessarily better than, you know, universal? I just feel like that, to me, it has to, like... I feel like I also think. Don't you think the problem here too is that this is an impossible uh right? This is an impossible agreement between like left and right, where the like by by American and by local. What's the difference? Yeah, that's a fascinating point. Like there, I mean, of course, by American has this nationalist thing, but I do think that like there is this. I I I think there is an uneasy. Well, basically, where the agreement is is in some sort of like local. Uh, local capital, and I and yeah. I think that. Well, I think they than, think they're yeah, bypassing. I think on the left, though, yeah. they think they're bypassing capital by staying local. Right. 
Yes, but I, I think I, that's like it's just true. apotheosis of like swapping or something. Like, yeah. like was society better when we just swapped? I don't. I don't. I. I. I, I just I've always that. associated. I, I guess I've never heard that anarchists actually. I thought anarchists really were not about the formation subsequently of some kind of communal way of living. Aren't they really about the? elimination of all criteria that creates community on the theory that those are incipiently or actually, you know, like they, they curtail my freedom, right? Like they, they work oppressively, ineluctably. Yeah, but that's, that's a, that's a very libertarian notion of anarchy. I think most anarchists think that there would be these natural bonds that would, like communal bonds that would form if we didn't have the oppressive state system pushing down. It's anti-hierarchy. Yeah. Like for sure. It's a flat, it's so like it's like living in a commune, right? Right. Yeah. But but where each where a council would make all decisions collaboratively, right. right? That's why I think there's a real congruity between communalism and anarchy. I don't think those two are. In fact, this this person that lived in Vermont, Murray Bookchin, is a very famous communalist, and he he went from an anarchist to a communalist. So I think there's a real. Well, what's the relationship between maybe this is a dumb question? Communalism and constitutionalism, like. Uh, do 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 we commit ourselves to an idea that a written document would capture certain um, basic principles by which the community would agree to be governed or abide? No, I don't no. think so. I think the whole point is it's it's that there's a kind of evolving about the communal, right? Like it's it's like they're every like every de- decisions are constantly made and then remade and then remade so there's nothing like the very notion of a constitution i think would be anathema because it's this thing that's written once and then is imposed and it's all i think yeah. for, for my ryan i don't know what do you think about yeah. this but it seems like that both anarchy and communalism are against the idea of an imposition of so for them what i yeah. just said earlier said about the like law like we're, we're the law you know, rips us into freedom. It, it like imposes mm-hmm. something, and then that makes us free. Like I think they would reject that absolutely. So, and yeah. what they, if I were to say like that, that's I mean, I don't know. At the risk of a pragmatic critique, like the highly inefficient form of of living together, right? I mean, or is that like right? I mean, but they would say it's yeah. the most efficient because it we just we don't get a bunch of artificial desires. We just allow our inherent desires to. Realize so we're we're actually they would say we're cutting out the inefficiencies of capitalism, mm-hmm. which creates all these desires that we don't really have, and so it's getting back down to what our basic desires and and their feeling is our basic desire is to live in accord with others, which <laughs> I don't think that's really our basic mm-hmm. desire. But mm. and I don't know. I there's, think yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah. No, I was gonna say there. There's. I have like a. I think. I, I hope it's not a reductive example, but I do have an example that I think uh, of actually existing anarchy that yeah. I think does oh, sort of design, does that designates the value and I think like some of the the problems. Uh, there's a there's a video game company called Motion Twin that okay. has a flat uh, structure. It, they have an anarchy an anarchist the company model. Yeah, as a company. Okay. okay. And one of the they do they um, make anarchic video games? Um. Well, it's a, I mean. The, Depends on how you consider. No, I don't think so. No. I, I don't think okay. that the okay. game Dead Cells has like a particular political bent to it. But um, they they spoke at a conference with other because uh, game developers and unions is like a pretty big thing right now. They're, they're like um, 
to put out like a, a what they call a triple A video game like Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah. Um, the the studio has people working like one hundred hour work weeks, and they like brag about it. The people at the top of the company. Yeah. And it's just like people are getting burnt out. It's, it's terrible. And so anyway, there was this this conference where uh, I'm forget the name of the guy who's that um, one of the representatives of Motion Twin, and he was talking about. Um, the advantages of an anarchist uh, business model. And one of the things that he brought up as a problem, which he made clear is not a reason not to do it, is, like, how do you fire someone when no one's your boss? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, and I totally see, like, it's one of those things where under capitalism, there's totally no reason, I think, not to do an anarchist business model. But as a model for living in society, I think that becomes a huge problem. Um, like, I don't know. Well, I, because I, I there's no way to, there's no way to address the conflicts that arise, right? Or the contradictions that arise. Is that, yeah, that's your point, right? That's kind of my point. And then what do you, then, so what's the solution is like, well, then you do things by coalition and then you start along that train and then I don't know how things are substantially like different looking than how they are now. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah, like, I know like, mean. Uh, you know, so like, Oh, well you have a group and like, we could call them a, a legislature, let's say, you know, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> right, right. So, right. um, so yeah. you so end I, up, you know. if you, you feel like it presumes incorrectly that there will be some agreement reached when yes, actually the yeah. opposite of agreement would be the need, what would, would make it necessary for someone to actually make a decision. Yeah, I think right. that that it would have to depend on it, and that and, and that is a you and know that requires hierarchy, right? Yeah, exactly. Like I think it butts up against that practicality uh, in a way. Maybe maybe this is the limit of my imagination on this, and and I, and I can't see a way out of it. But and I would have to read more. But I but I, I does that to me does present some sort of problem. Like like I totally get the like the local impulse, like especially in an era when, you know, the federal government is as detestable as it could possibly right. be. Like I totally get that that idea and, and um but I think there is a the notion that anarchy would be a complete flight from those problems. I don't I, I think that misses something about the subject. Right. Uh, I think like, well you know, that's an interesting point. Maybe we should wrap it up on this idea that because I think it is the idea that we've kind of come back to again and again is can the signifier has to and so and I think this is why anarchy and communalism can't be it because it has to in some way evoke the contradiction between the or the antagonism between the individual and the society right that that's never going to be resolved and so the problem and that comes back to the problem with progressivism and the problem with a lot of these terms is that they they imagine some kind of resolution. And I think yeah. that's why the terms that I think we all liked, like Paul's impossible or emancipatory, like those or Delinka or, or the left. I mean, I, I kind of want to translate it, but I, I, I appreciate your, your uh, wacky. My zest. Yeah, your zest. I was going to call it wacky zeal, but zest is good. Um, yeah, uh, yeah I, I like that. But I mean, one of those terms, I think, nicely i mean what i think we would all maybe we can agree on that is that they it has to sustain that contradiction and if it doesn't then it can't be the right term because it's no matter how many people it attracts it's gonna it's gonna mislead us about where we want to go to Mm. that's that's great
that's a, I think that's a great final final word. So that's it. We don't have it. But, 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 but we don't we like to recommend a film. To the, that's the oh, lesson. Do, <laughs> yeah, we do like to recommend a film. Oh, man. Is there a film what? that communicates that lesson? Like watch? No, there's no. There's sorry. There's no lesson this time. So. There's no. There's no. There's no lesson. There. Okay. There. There's nothing has been. Nothing has been gained. Nothing all has, has been, been gained. ventured. Yeah. Yes. All has been lost. Okay. Over and out, <laughs> yeah. Ryan. Over and out, Todd. And thanks so much, Paul. Okay. Thanks, Ryan.